you can do it too. Yeah, <laughs> just keep doing it to him. Yeah. yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> 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 hey, don't you guys love that? What? The pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to. <laughs> In the words of Samuel Jackson, "Pop goes the weasel, <laughs> the weasel go pop." When did he say that? In uh, uh, uh No, at Long Kiss Goodnight, mm. where he, they were doing the robbery. There we go. Oh, and uh, he go. was talking about deflowering a version. That's true. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask that. I have not. Ah, I was gonna ask a question. I gotta ask. I gotta ask a question. Welcome to <laughs> this week's episode of the Vexed Intellect. I'm Wolf Gitzer. I'm Jared Dan. I don't like my name. I am James St. James. You, you want to change your name? I don't know. <laughs> and we. <laughs> <laughs> How are we guys? Wish you guys could see my face. <laughs> Flagworthy. Nah. Fair. That's fair. It was, it was on the line. I was close. Wait, yeah. I am delivered. Um <laughs> That's your homeboy. Uh, nah, that's your he's from St. Louis. He's from your home. What'd you say off mic? <laughs> <laughs> James is Jared, how, how's your week, Jared? You know what? Uh, past weekend, uh, did a family trip to Orlando. Uh, no story there, buddy. I'm telling you, it's nothing exciting about that. Oh. Just, yeah, just. <laughs> oh, can I get a uh, Thank you. Uh, just, Damn. Yeah. Jameson has been muted again for asking to be unmuted. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, just, just taking the kids out to Orlando. Didn't make Disney World, but uh, made Universal. So, was that wow. the goal to go to Disney World or? We're supposed to do Disney World and Universal. What happened? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, had some, uh, let's just say, um, <sighs> <sighs> let's just say it was some, it was some mistakes in uh, scheduling. <laughs> Not on my part. And, uh, poor planning. Uh, um, you know, you know. And so <clears throat> we didn't get a chance to make it. They, the kid made it. Uh, me and Kim came on back Wait, on Monday. I sent them to Disney World by themselves? Well, the plan was for us to go to wait, Universal on Saturday, wait, Disney on Sunday. Y'all let them walk in Disney World by themselves? Well, <laughs> my co-parents there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's just there with the three kids. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so. I'm sure that was delightful for her. Oh, yeah, she's probably cussing at me right now. But mm-hmm. hey, I, I gotta go. We gotta go to work. Gotta pay that transport. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna agree. Never mind. No, never mind. Whoa. You have an agreement. Whoa. That's right. Yeah. It's still support. Yeah. It may not be government sponsored. It's not government sponsored. Still support. Still yeah. Support. I don't know if I'd be bragging about that on the air. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> why. I, that's why yeah, I wasn't trying to, but you, you brought it up. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, so, Chavison. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Swizzle. What? 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 It's going swizzle. Jameson has been muted. Again. What the fuck is that? I'm having a great week, folks. Great week. Um, you know, I really want some trail mix right now. Mm. Random thought. Everybody. You know, 
I typically have trail mix. I have trail mix. Uh, however, I want to diet. Trail mix is nuts. Nah, B. Five big handfuls of trail mix is not diet food. Gotcha. <laughs> no, so swizzle. Wait, trail so, mix is not good for you? No, it's good for you. Okay. But all of the dried fruits and stuff add a lot of sugar. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of sugar in those. And yeah, then yeah, uh, some trails mix has, you know, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. pieces. And, yeah, you know, true. it's just not as, I think, making your own trail mix that's yeah. seed mm. and gotcha. pecan or cashew heavy. Gotcha. I don't want to say nut heavy. That was kind of. Seed is pretty much out there, too, though. Making your own. That's nut heavy. That's <laughs> the way to go. Yeah. But yeah, you, y'all didn't like Swizzle, though. So, I yeah, I don't, I don't think we should I'll, do a trail mix breakdown. But uh, yeah. but Swizzle, no, we didn't like no, Swizzle. I don't, I don't, I don't like Swizzle. What is Swizzle? What does that mean? Swell with a little sizzle. Okay. Well, moving on. All right. All right. Uh, I think we have an ad. Wow. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> shit. Really? <laughs> This week's episode is brought to you by Arnie's Airplane Repo Service. (laughs) Listen, folks, Donald Trump just tweeted out today that median household income is at the highest point ever, ever, ever. Exclamation point, all caps. That is a direct quote. (laughs) With all of this cash floating around, you know what that means. That's right. You guessed it. Time to buy a private jet. (laughs) Make sure you are able to keep up with payments because old Arnie will be ready and waiting to come get that right up off you. Also, if you own a fleet of jets or small two passenger planes and you're having trouble locating them or the person you lease them to, Arnie is also a licensed private investigator and bounty hunter with three decades worth of experience and he is armed and equipped to resecure I think that's a word your property and bring it home safely once again that's Arnie's airplane and aeroplane repo service your huh. eye in the sky it's a unique business model no they exist they do exist they do exist mm-hmm. wow Arnie okay yeah man Arnie making that long green yeah. oh shit my bad. But I lost the soundboard. I updated uh, my uh, Mac software to Catalina and I uh, thought it was a Cartagena. No, I thought it was uh, catastrophic. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Uh, all right. Uh, today is October 17th, 2019. Uh, our word of the day is Swizzle. It is. What? It's not Swizzle. Oh. Swizzle. <laughs> Triskai decaphobia. Ooh. Spell that. <laughs> Fuck you. T R I S K A I D E K A P H O B I A. Oh, that's how I thought Triskai it was. Triskai decaphobia. decaphobia. I didn't so I, I wouldn't have gone with the K. I think that's what threw me off. Gotcha. Um it means the fear of the number 13. Oh, ah, yeah. Okay. I am familiar with that word. That's actually my favorite number. You know how number. to say it, but I am familiar with the word. That's my favorite number. 13. Unlucky 13 is my favorite number. Really? Yeah. So, Triscai. Even like hotels that like skip the whole 13th floor thing. 
Your, that's a thing. They don't do that much anymore. They don't do that much anymore. That used to be a thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I I, I call bullshit. I've heard the word before. What? Triskaidekaphobia. Yes, I've heard the word before. Where? TV. They got to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, daytime. Daytime commercial. Daytime movie. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. they, they had on Young and the Restless. Yeah. That yeah. is a noun. Did they have it on? Uh, no, no, not on Young and the Restless. Okay. Yeah, right. you bold and beautiful, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, couple fun facts about today. Again, uh, the day is uh, October 17th, 2019. We got a couple fun facts for the day. On this day in 1814, a Beer flood occurred in London, killing oh. nine. What a way to go. Huh. That's a hell of a way to yeah. go. If I gotta go, I'd like to go out in a in a a river, an avalanche of brew. As long as it's not like OE. True. Yeah, that's right. How about it's some quality uh, quality brew? Yeah. 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 A nice I don't want to die in like sweet smoke liquor. I don't want to die in sleep. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> It would suck to die. That's a horrible die death. in a, in a, a got drown with a hangover and a headache. Drowned by a blue ribbon. Wow. <laughs> nah, not for oh, flavor. Okay, no. you're right. You're right. All right. Also, on this day in 2006, the U.S. population officially reached 300 million. Oh, okay. In 2006. Six. Well, I wonder where we now. Four hundred. Wow, we're getting big. I thought we were like. You know, I remember when we were younger, it was like 250. I thought we were like 350. Let's see. U.S. population 2019 is uh, 329,064,917. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, added 29 million more people <laughs> <laughs> since 2006. And uh, if you ask Donald Trump, probably 18 million of them are Mexicans. Hey, my <laughs> people. And, and they're bad hombres. Yeah. Uh, shout out. We just had a Indigenous People Day. So shout out to uh, right. Happy Indigenous People Day. What's up? And Christopher, we acknowledge is Wallace. That's right. All right. Yeah, and Chris, um, Christopher Reeves. He yeah. Gets, yeah, he gets a little shout out too. King of New York. We'll give him honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Actually, for I was sure. thinking about Christopher Walken when I said that the first time. Christopher Walken was a man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Frank oh. White. We got a couple Christopher's we acknowledge. Just not Columbus. True. I shout out my uh, godson, Christian. Chris. All right. <laughs> also, uh, October 17th is the birthday of Evil Knievel, Mae Jemison, and Eminem. Oh. All right. Yeah. Shout out Mae Jemison. Eminem, top five, right? No. Oh. Well, nah, I'm not doing this. Okay. All right. That is a great time <laughs> to get into. <laughs> Almost got you. Nope. First things first. Hi. All right. We we start first in Fort Worth. Um, Atiana Jefferson. Um, this is sad. This is really sad. Atatiana. Atatiana, sorry. Or Tati, as her, her family would call her. Um, according to CBS News, just before 2.30 a.m. on Saturday, police responded to a welfare call at Hillside Morning Hillside Morningside neighborhood where a neighbor was called in a non-emergency. Um, basically, according to reports, when the officer arrived, they searched the perimeter of the house and saw that a person was standing inside the house. Basically, the body camera um, footage shows that the cop, you know, you know, said, drop your weapon. Within a couple seconds, shot through a window, um, killing 
the 28 year old woman. Um, very sad. Um, since since all of this has been broken out, the, the cop had resigned. He, uh, the, the chief, the commissioner said he was going to be fired anyway, and and now he uh, has been arrested for murder and released on a two hundred thousand dollar bond. Um, Intellect, your your thoughts on this this act of violence? Uh, the killer, his name is Aaron Dean. Uh, he joined the force in 2018, so he's been on the force for a year. Uh, so he's probably one of those guys that you know joined. Uh, what was that line from uh, The Departed? Uh, they signed up to use their weapons, yeah. uh, and a lot of these guys today sign up to be police officers to. Uh, you know, yeah. let off. Anyway, um, I was angered by the body cam footage that was released. Some kind of Absolutely disgusting. Unnecessary. Uh, it was a welfare check. Uh, it was two at two in the morning. The door was open. So the neighbor, uh, you know, just reached out and, hey, guys, you know, I just want to make sure she's all right. So uh, Mr. Dean walked around in the dark to the back of her home didn't announce himself like you said and right. got the light on so somebody's peeping out the window to see what this noise is out back and you got a light flashed on you and you know let me see your hands and then what was it 0.4 seconds or yeah, something he just yeah. shot so <laughs> yeah no i was infuriated yeah. man so yeah he's been charged with murder rightfully um, so rightfully so uh i don't like the fact that they allowed him to resign yeah. prior to, to firing him yeah. and they try to say well I was gonna fire him tonight no you weren't Yeah, you gave him the chance to resign so just in case he gets off he can get hired by another force yeah. well you know uh, I don't care that much about that part uh, but there are a couple things notable things here where's the NRA gun rights in your home you know they're silent they probably will be silent um, I don't I understand. Believe. I understand black folks wanting gun rights. Yeah. I just don't see how a black person could continue to be a member of an organization like the NRA who is silent on issues like this. Black man in, in Texas gets murdered in his own home by a cop. Wrong, wrong apartment. Black woman only a few months later gets mar- gets murdered protecting her home from the inside by a police officer who pulled up around the corner so their car isn't seen. Like, what's the purpose of that? Right. Um, and so my heart goes out to her family. Yeah. Um, and I think I put myself in that situation. That would be me. Yeah. And there is some kind of debate on whether or not the alleged gun that was found actually belonged to her because they said that he turned off his body cam after and then all of a sudden uh, oh well, she there was a gun in there so a lot of people are, are questioning oh, and i hadn't heard anything from the family saying that if she was a gun on gun owner or not uh but it, it is texas it's a lot of problems yeah. in the metroplex it's yeah. a lot of problems and i'm scared because my daughter lives in the, in the metroplex area yeah, it's, it's, it's being real. How was the mood there for for your co-parent? And uh, uh, you know, we didn't really talk about it that much, but it's you know, it Noah, you know, he's eight. Yeah, so really worried about him. Yeah, so yeah, whole other layer. Yeah, but uh, you know, I've gone to the window with the gun. 
normally I have the lights off because you can't really see outside if your lights on inside. But you know, hey, that's just me. Man, uh, rest in peace. Man. Four. All right, um, pick it up a little bit. Um, talk about uh, your boy LeBron James. Um, he uh, wanted to talk about You're a Laker fan, right? Yeah, I'm a Laker fan. Your boy too. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <Little temper> tantrum, <laughs> man. <laughs> he wanted to give his thoughts on Daryl Murray, um, and uh, LeBron basically said he didn't want to get into a verbal feud with him, but he believed that he wasn't educated to the situation at hand. Um, many of us could could be harmed not only financially, physically, emotionally, but spiritually as well. So we have to be careful what we tweet. And, and and be careful what we say and what we do. Um, LeBron, um, gentlemen, your thoughts on LeBron? Why is he even talking? I can tell this? you why. He's the representative of the league, and somebody in the big house said, "Hey, can you say something on this?" And he fucked up. What he had to, he fucked it up. Basically, somebody tried to get him to say something to kind of help add some bail for the league, mm. and he fucked up. Um, he's getting filleted, yeah. especially by Jason Whitlock and Fox Sports people and right wing Twitter. And uh, you get it. You get it because they always have something to say, as we spoke on last week. We touched on it briefly with regards to social justice initiatives. Um, but you know, silence now for the for the check. You know, yeah. it's about the money yeah. right now. And, and and so a lot of people are they like, I mean, even people that are supporters of LeBron are like, this looks funny in the light. Real funny. Real it's funny. a little funny, man, because these are real injustices mm-hmm. over here. This is you know, a, a totalitarian, you know, uh, communist government. Injustice is injustice no matter what color. And yep. LeBron tweeted the famous MLK quote, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, I, I what he said is, is not wrong. So if you really pay attention and break down what he said, he, he said that, you know, Daryl tweeting that without considering the fact that we're getting ready to go to China. So just from a safety standpoint and i mean these guys have security and all that stuff but still still. you're in their backyard so to tweet that when he's not even over there but the players are over there all right all right that's fair i'm just that's fair and what he said is true right but still it it, for the fact that you preach hey they want me to shut up and dribble and essentially on this human rights violation you're shutting up up and dribbling yeah, right. yeah. I, I kind of see both sides. It's it's it, it looks very bad for the NBA, and it looks very bad for all the social justice outspoken warriors of the NBA. It, it looks it looks bad, man. It's a bad look. Yeah. Season starts in a week, though. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> go Lakers. But if your uh, if your money gonna go down from uh, true twenty million to four million, yeah, uh, on jersey sales, you yeah. might speak out too. It was burning his jersey um, in the streets too. A lot of the protesters were. But they um, bought it. True. Fair point. 
three. All right, speaking of getting filleted, Cuba Gooding Jr. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you might need a flag on that. <laughs> he's filleting. He's getting filleted on. That might be a good, yeah. a good word for him. Uh, <laughs> his situation, um, he's, he has some legal issues, but now it's officially gone from bad to worse. As now he has 14, count them, 14 women accusing him of sexual misconduct. Uh, back in June, he was officially booked on a misdemeanor charge of sexual abuse and forcible touching. And since then, allegations against him have Touch. continued to Not grow. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Yeah. Uh, uh, page six reports that, that uh, Cuba was was recently in the Manhattan Supreme Court during his arraignment. Of course, he pled not guilty. Um, these charges. I'll let you, Wolf. I'm, I'm gonna let you talk about some of the stuff that he's accused of saying because uh, it's wild. So apparently, your boy uh, asked one of the the 14 accusers uh, to to pee in his mouth. Uh, so um, yeah, yeah. Were they already? I don't. Betwixt from a sexual perspective, Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I think. I think um, you know I'm not making any excuses, <laughs> but careful. Yeah, this is uh, this is very interesting. You know, Found me too. <laughs> <laughs> right, I have another one of those episodes. Uh, so uh, um, when you think about it. A lot of guys who get in trouble this way, they are powerful, successful, um, and, you know, peeing in your mouth. <laughs> I would think that's not really my thing, right? Yeah. But if you guys are having sex, it's just another thing that people do, right? Oh, okay. Uh, weirdos do. So... <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say here no is kink uh, shaming, sir. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, no, exactly. That's what people do. Oh yeah, that's one of your kinks. No, no. <laughs> okay, all right. You jumping out, jumping out on the limb for it. Nah. So, um, anyway, what I was trying to say is that uh, a lot of these powerful guys, they are trained. Um, their environment is one that bends to their will. Mm. Uh, and so there's a a level of entitlement that kind of comes with that power and that money. And then some men learn that being aggressive will get you things that you won't get if you're not aggressive. And so entitlement and um, the idea that aggression improves your, your uh, chances with a woman, I think they lead to a lot of this stuff. You know, he could just be being... Uh, an asshole, you know, that is like, oh, I can grab this ass. I'm entitled to this ass. You know what I'm saying? I can have whatever ass I want and then ends up like this. And I think that applies for a lot of these guys with money. So why do you think guys with money have such, I don't want to say weird because it's shaming, uh, such different, different kinks. Like why do you, do you think that it's, and a, a, a centrism, like what? what nope. I'm gonna tell you what I think it is. <laughs> what do you, what do you think? Boredom. Mm. I, I, I would think it's more power. You know, they they have power in in, in different areas with, so with money and everything. A woman so, pissing in your mouth gives you power? No, 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 no. Like in the in the bedroom, it's complete opposite, right? You want to mm. be a little bit more submissive. submissive. 
you know, you know, because you're so used to being dominant and everything else. So, mm. you know, you, you pretty much to the point where you just want to be, you know, demeaned in the bedroom. Abused. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think is it thrill seeking? You guys think like a, with some of the wild shit because you you hear about some of those guys where they do the what, what do they call that where they uh, beat off with their their neck tied? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, belt, yeah I forget, choking. Yeah, some kind of asphyxiation. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Know. So sexual asphyxiation, something, something yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I mean I promise you, I think it's it's boredom, man. Yeah, motherfucker sitting around. Try some shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> ain't never tried. Like, and you can, tr- and you probably have had it every every way you want to get True. it. Right. So where and it you're like, get well, you there the same anymore. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, well, I can I, see that. I I saw this on a, on a, on, a, on a show. I wonder yeah, what it's like. <laughs> you know, yeah, Pornhub. Or maybe you noticed that the last time you went down on a woman, she hadn't wiped or washed appropriately and you like that little <laughs> that little uh little tart, that little tart <laughs> twang dingle, little dingle <laughs> <laughs> that little tart twang you're like hey yeah. i wonder what a mouthful of that sound <laughs> tastes like <laughs> yeah i um all right let's get out of here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, two yeah so takashi six nine not again unfortunately um Sources uh, close to Takashi tells TMZ that he just cut a record deal worth more than $10 million for his former label, 10 Projects. Uh, when he's a free man, sources say he'll get he'll get the money in return for putting out two albums, one in English and one in Spanish. $10 million for being a snitch because you feel like he's still going to be hiding these streets. So How long is he in jail? He's going to get out before Christmas. Oh yeah, he gonna be hot. Yeah, and and uh, how does a Spanish person get a name like Takashi? I don't know. Industry plant. A lot of people think uh, for the fact that he was able to infiltrate this crew and able to do it so easily and get seemingly rise out of nowhere. Rainbow haired, tattooed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> listen. <sighs> I think you said the best in the group chat uh, when we talked about this. It was it's like there are people out here that are grinding, hustling that really deserve deals, yeah. you know. And and you just get planted, you snitch, and you and you and you just get money thrown at you. Hey man, people like to watch the train wreck. So this is this seems very fake very contrived to me it doesn't seem organic at all it sounds like the fix was in from jump yeah and you were able to infiltrate a gang and and get all of them chars and you get out before christmas yeah uh it just seems and and, you know lucian grange's son and, and if you don't know lucian grange he's a jewish famous jewish powerful a figure in entertainment man so you know he has some powerful backers behind him and that's why he's teflon man he's teflon but people like the train wreck um it's a lot of leaks in this case yeah yeah Yeah, you notice that i did and one thing you got to remember though about uh, i was watching a mark cuban video from when he was young earlier he was like you're not in business unless you got customers so somebody has run the numbers on his popularity right now and said hey we probably gonna make 50 million why not give him 10 yeah true 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 
one. All right. The last story is um, actress Gina Rodriguez of uh, Jane the Virgin fame. Success. Um, <laughs> that's the show that she's known for. Um, she was uh, you know, posted a video. She was in a makeup chair and she was singing the Fuji's classic song "Ready or Not," hitting Lauren Hill's part. And uh, Wolf, you got a you got a clip for us? Uh, let's. I, it, you don't have to have it. I, I, I don't know if you had, I didn't know if you had it queued up or not. Yes. But um, she she basically was um, you know quoting the <laughs> the N word. Here we go. Reach out and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees to a song I love that I grew up on. I love Lauren Hill, and um, I really am sorry if I offended you. Now, a lot of people felt like that was pretty condescending, uh, <laughs> the way she did it, looking at her face. And here's my thought: <laughs> she was singing "Ready or Not," yeah, uh, here, the Fuji song "Ready yeah. or Not." Um, here's my thought. All right, she is of um, Hispanic descent, um, and people are going off about her saying the N-word. A few years back, J-Lo was, you know, had a song with Ja Rule. She said the N-word. People bought the record. Fat uh, Joe, Big Pun, they say the N-word pretty regularly in their music. Who... Gentlemen, who can say the N word? So who who can say it, and and why is it bad for her to say it and not bad for others to that they can say it? She's married to a well, guy. well, <laughs> um, Joe La Cicero. Um, I can I can go. J Lo J Lo caught she caught a little she, she caught, caught hell for hers. Yeah. Um, there was a debate recently on State of the Culture with Joe Budden and Remy Ma. And uh, Ebony K. Williams about Fat Joe. Now, Fat Joe grew up in the Bronx. If you've ever been to the Bronx, you know that everybody says nigga in the Bronx. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's a regional thing. Uh, I personally, you know, if, if you're not. See, she was singing a song. Right. So she has a history. She has history. So I, I think that part of the outrage that you see towards her directed at her right now is because of her history. Uh, she was on a panel with Yara, Yara Shahidi um, and then was Yara was asked a question about representation and, and what her being on blackish and mixed ish means for you know black women or young black girls. And Miss Rodriguez interjected and said, all women, you know, so she all live matters that thing and then prior to that she had uh, another instance so she when they talked about uh, you know representation uh, she was she was it was another panel it was an interview or something oh, where they oh, talked the about Black, Black Panther, Panther yeah and she said yeah but what about the Latinos and all that and it's like dude like we just got like so <laughs> I think that a lot of the the, the ire uh, aimed at her right now is because there's a a, a pattern of problematic. <laughs> I get it, but you and know, tone deaf behavior. Who, but who can say it? Uh, black people. Black can people. Say Just it. black yeah. people. Black people can say so it. Yeah. So if if someone of Latin descent says it in front of you, you like nah. What you doing? It's possible. 
you, that you would get checked, especially if, it, you know, if I don't, I think some people get comfortable in their circles saying it and, yeah. but, but you have to be aware of your surroundings and who you're around. So if you're comfortable saying it, if you get a pass in your circle, okay, that's, that's between y'all, whatever. But when you're around people that don't know you and you're not of the same experience, because let's be honest, their experiences is different. And it's lots of dudes that let women true that they date. Yeah. Use the M word. Not this guy. It wouldn't be me. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot of women that allow their homegirls to their non-black homegirls to say it too. Uh, And I know that Mm -hmm. from Boston and and Brooklyn and yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of black people that give passes to their cool other, other friends. (laughs) <laughs> yep and um, so traditionally and then the other thing you got to remember though on this one is she's probably said nigga a hundred times listening to that song probably. true in in the comfort of her own home yep. and so there's a couple things you know where does the accountability really lie is it with the songwriter who makes popular music that uses the word nigga that makes it pervasively known around the world like I once had a European guy in my riding in the car with me. And I was with, no, I was only black person. There was two international folks, non-white internationals, this international guy and an American white guy. And somebody had put on a hip hop song. And he was just rapping and rapping and rapping. He said, nigga, 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 like three times. And I had to check him, right? But, he has no earthly idea anything about the word nigga except for, you know, he probably knows that it's probably not a good word, but we say curse words all the time, right? right. It's just another curse word right. to, to people who don't have our experience. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes I, I think about the artistic expression and, and how it impacts the way the word is viewed. Not saying that I'm against it. I say the word nigga occasionally. I say it you know, enough uh, to where yeah, I, I can't to cast my niggas. A, Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't cast the first stone. But, you know, it's interesting. Like he said he's European, conversation. so he did his yeah. the experience. And, and they deal with racism in Europe as well. But that word specifically originates yeah, you it's know, here. from here in the yeah. South. So it's he doesn't fully understand, I'm sure. But like you said, this is put in an international recording. Still had to um, check them, though. Oh, of course. No, I mean, and I think that, you know, kudos to you for doing that. I, I remember I drove Uber uh, when I used to drive for Uber, and uh, there was a, a drunk white guy. I dropped uh, his friends off. It was a group of them. And they were coming from uh, the bars, and it was just he and I. He was the last guy. And, you know, when some white people get drunk, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they yeah. want to have heart-to-hearts. Yeah. And he wanted to have a heart-to-heart about the N-word. Yeah, I've, I've had conversations yeah, like that with, yeah, uh, with yeah. some and, people uh, that are white people that are inebriated. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you you guys know me, and I think we all here are are, are pretty open to having thoughtful dialogue yeah. with people. Uh, so I had a nice, thoughtful dialogue with him, and I, I explained to him how I am with certain things, you know, and, and how I, I think I have a, a certain level of emotional intelligence. Uh, there's that word again, but... You know, to, to where I, I can 
you know, certain things. I, I, I don't allow certain things to trigger me. But anyway, long story short, as he was getting out of the car, he tried to, hey, man, good conversation. You my nigga. Oh. He reached out to, 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 to shake my hand and I grabbed him. I grabbed him by his wrist and I was like, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. We had a great conversation yeah. tonight. You know, uh, I think we came to some understandings. Um, don't do that. Don't do that because the next person you do that to will, will fuck you up. Yeah. Getting out of my car, have a good night, but yeah, don't do that. Yeah, and I had to. I had to let him know. So to to go back to your question, if you're not, if you don't own that experience, you shouldn't be saying it. Yep. Singing it in a song is one thing. Uh, in the comforts of your own home, like Jameson said, that's. I, I get that, yeah. you know, or when you're around friends that, you know, uh, I get that. But saying that publicly, feeling comfortable enough uh, yeah. to, to, to say that publicly, especially, you know, she she has to be mindful that you're recording a video. And, and even though you're singing a song and, and she may have thought she was paying tribute. Uh, hey, this is a song that I love. Let me give them some shine. Maybe this is exposure to an audience. This is an older song. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I just had a another thought I wanted to, to bring up. Go ahead. You know, and I love my Latino brothers and sisters, but often they try to make a distinction between themselves and us. Oh yes. Just like she did uh when she was on the stage with Yara. True. She was like all women. Um if you wanna get some kudos for the um, diaspora experience that we experienced, that the uh, Puerto Ricans experienced in Puerto Rico, that uh, the Dominicans experienced, the Haitians experienced, all these Caribbean folks have experienced it, right, on some level. Um, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So you right. can't say, hey, I'm not black. Can't pick I'm and special. Yeah, I'm special because right, I'm Latin right, or I'm from right. the Caribbean. And nope. then say, but what about me? Because we had slavery too. Nope. And then be, and then on the other hand, say, oh, well, you know, um, you know, I'm better than this. I'm blacker than this. I mean, I'm whiter than this black stuff. And then try to say the word nigga like you are down yeah. when you're not down. And when you can code switch in public mm -hmm. and nobody can say a word. Yep. Yeah, a lot of them do that. A lot of uh. Let's be honest, a lot, and this is a conversation maybe for another day, but a lot of our, our uh, folks from uh, the motherland uh, seek to separate themselves. Yeah, from oh, the yeah. Black experience. Yeah, most, most uh, definitely. Here. Sure. No, we're not like them. I'm from here, you know? So, yeah, but that's a fair point. We have Puerto Rican parents. And I, and from, yeah, I read that. Chicago. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to make my last comment and say that I think um, African people are less like that than they were in the eighties, nineties and early two thousands and the odds, odds, but, um, it's still out there. Yeah. I think, I think I want to, uh, I would argue that I actually see it more now. You think, yep. You think you see it more or do you think it's just because if we have access to people, I see it more now, uh, because, Everyone wants to be different. Mm. You know, everyone is special, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to be special. So what makes you special? Pride in your your home country. Oh, I'm actually, uh, you know, Igbo, Nigerian. I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm Jamaican. I'm um, 
I'm Haitian. I'm, you know, Trini. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm from wherever I'm from. I'm not regular black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I just think that, okay, maybe social media gives people a megaphone because my experience in the past, you see more people trying to assimilate. To, yeah. to, to not stand out, to not be what they were because yeah. they didn't want to get called African yeah. booty scratcher or, or <laughs> I remember don't that. laugh. <laughs> no, I remember <laughs> well, that. I remember because that. a lot of the contention now yeah. is because of that. Yeah. Because of their experience growing yeah. up. So a lot of Nigerians in particular, you know, have a real disdain. Well, I laugh because I got called African booty scratchers for two. Really? I mean, yeah, it's Louisiana. So oh, you're black. You're, yeah. 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 Well, oh, everybody's been called African Buddhist. Yeah. African. You don't. I mean, I've never been called. Well, you know, you were in Germany. You never got called African Buddhist. Nah. Just a plain old nigga. Nah. Germany, they, they wanted the sauce. <laughs> Grown ass women. Fair I enough. really wish I could go back in time. Anyway, uh,. <laughs> Next intellects, uh, you got something to share with us? Oktoberfest. Next intellects, Oktoberfest next year. Oh, oh, location. That's right. Hey. My boy, my boy, Justin. Morgan. <laughs> my boy, Justin. My boy, Justin. Gone the last two years. <laughs> I love Jeremy. He, he hasn't been doing any of that type of activity, uh, which I wouldn't do either while I was over there, but, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, me, me either. <laughs> Shit. Hey Kim, what's up, girl? Jeremy, hey, hey. Anyway, um, yeah, um, that was that's a good dialogue. Actually, yeah, I, I, good dialogue I mean, do a, a uh, But on so, that. so hold on, Jared. You posed the question. What do you? What do you feel I, as far as who I can have no say? No problem it? with it. Like I have no problem with people of color saying. I've never had a problem with it. Like, huh. yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, because I, I thought about that question beforehand, listening to Fat Joe and Big Pun, and and I just was like, well, can they say it? Is it? Can you say it? So. You know, and then you know, being you know, spending a lot of a couple, a few summers up in Connecticut, um, you know, I I would just hear people say it, and I just wouldn't bat an eye. Mm. So it didn't it didn't really bother me. Got it. Yeah, she's from Chicago. Yeah, they weren't saying it. She wasn't saying it around her, the black people that she knew. Guarantee that. <laughs> Guaranteed. So now that she got a little money and she's safe distant, distance, yep, distant from you know the people that she grew up with. Yeah, I might, I might um, put a poll on so on social medias and, and ask our the big listeners yeah. what they think about that. Get a little interaction on that. Perfect. A good dialogue. That was first things first. All Thank right. You, Damn. Um, we here at the Vexed Intellects love the ladies and. The ones that say niggas. <laughs> uh, and huh? We don't love the ones that say that aren't. Yeah, niggas. Certain nigga ain't nigga. Nigga ain't nigga. Nigga, nigga. Anyway, um, <laughs> and and to show appreciation to the ladies, we have a segment entitled "You Glow Girl," where we highlight incredible feats performed by women. Uh, gentlemen, who wants to go first? Or do you want me to go first so that I can poach your glow girl? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll go first. All right. So uh, my You Glow Girl goes to a couple of astronauts, uh, Christina Koch Koch, (laughs) and Jessica Meyer. Uh, They... I haven't seen the reports just yet today, but uh, at some point today or tomorrow, uh, they're supposed to 
have the first all-female spacewalk. Uh, you may have heard us mention uh, an intended spacewalk back in March where uh, Ms. Koch uh, supposed to be with Annie Ann McLean, uh, who since returned to Earth. Uh, but spacesuit availability uh, was the issue. They didn't have the right size clothes, spacesuits, for these women to go out on their spacewalk in March. So uh, apparently uh, both of the women uh, trained in a spacesuit size medium. Uh, I don't know if they're thinking that. Not, this is for uh, scientific purposes only. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So sorry for Anne McLean. Thank you for paving the way for these two young ladies to uh, make it happen. And, uh, you know, shout out to Christina and Jessica. You glow, girls. You glow, girls. Yeah, I hit myself. Uh, I apologize. I was toxic. Thanks. Very fast the day's tick. <laughs> Sorry. I was curious. <laughs> All right. You can find a picture of <laughs> Hit that button one more time, All right, bro. Cool. Well, You're right. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> All you glow, girl. Wow. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. Okay, um, I'm going to get my give my nominee my selection for you, Glow Girl, and it will be uh, <laughs> it will be Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, stop it, stop it, stop it. Queen Latifah. Hey. Uh, according according to the Hollywood Reporter, Queen Latifah has been named one of seven honorees that will be awarded the W. E.B. Du Bois Medal at Du Bois, sorry. Du Bois. I should know that. Du Bois. Nah. I knew if I kept saying it, y'all go give me anything. You know, it sounded like you said, Ya Bois. Yeah, Ya Bois. Du Bois. W.E.B. Ya Bois. Du Bois. Du Bois. Du Bois. There you go. That's how you do it. Medal. She's going to receive this this high honor. It's like a Harvard's highest honor in the field of African-American um, and African studies. Um, so she, one of seven people is going to get it this year um, for all of her uh, contributions to the, to the black culture. Um, look, it's a big deal. It's Harvard, you know, you know Boston, Massachusetts, you know, whatever. Hey, you know, Cambridge, uh, actually. Yeah, I, I, was, I was giving a nod to you. I don't, Appreciate not to, it. Yeah. But um, um, he's been... Extra friendly with you today. It's my guy. And he got the shades on. And I got my shades on. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a podcast oh. shades V2. Yeah, that's the, uh, the clear fly. ones. Oh. Jared has a nice pair of gazelles on, ladies uh, these, and gentlemen. These the, the yeah. heat of glasses from the Spider-Man. Hey. And then gay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Queen Latifah. <laughs> you glow, girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This well, glow girl has been a train wreck so far. <laughs> Has it? No, nah, pretty really. good, man. It's been good. Okay. All right, bring it on home for us, Dean Wolf. All right, guys. Um, I'm nominating Audrey Ori. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of 13th and Joan Publishing. Uh, she is celebrating the fifth year anniversary of the publishing house. Uh, it is now slated as the fastest growing full service black owned publishing house uh relentless 
in her mission to become a literary icon while opening doors of opportunity for aspiring writers. Ori has been labeled. Okay. She's getting you go girl. Uh, because to celebrate the company's anniversary, she is inspired to do something that would be impactful and further serve to empower the next generation of writers. Um, so she's quoted as saying after the loss of both Toni Morrison and Dr. Maya Angelou, two of the storytellers whose words will forever be etched and ingrained in my soul, I wanted to find a way to hear from women with stories in their hearts in hopes of creating a platform for talent to shine. Um, and so to do that, she started uh, something called Pen Sisters. Uh, Pen right. Sisters is a creative writing scholarship that will award writers and novelists with the opportunity to get their work to market and mass produced. So to Audrey Ori, you glow girl. You glow girl. Well, all right. Um, before we get into tonight's topic, uh, real man of genius, man. I just wanted to shout out, uh, I think we, we've shouted him out before, but Gavin Newsom, the uh, governor of California. Uh, we spoke recently about the law he passed allowing college athletes to profit off of their own likeness. Right. But uh, he actually just signed uh, AB 32 to make California the first state to ban for-profit private prisons and civil detention Yo, facilities. That's big. All right. My guy is making a play for the office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean that uh, they just have to run it through a nonprofit now? That's a good question. And siphon the funds out? That's a great question, actually. I'll have to read up, uh, research more on that. We'll, uh, we'll circle back to that at some point. I, I, thought, I, I thought California also passed a law about, um, you know, some, something about school. Yes, sir. So California also... Um, passed a lunchroom humiliation or they fight lunchroom humiliation by guaranteeing state funded meals. Mm. So, Hey man, shout out to uh, governor Gavin Newsom. He signed a new measure into law that requires all students to get lunch, regardless of whether their families are behind in paying meal fees. Apparently that's, that's, there's wow. been some shaming going on or, or something with, uh, with that. So shout out to uh, governor Gavin Newsom, man, real man of genius for yeah. real. All right. Yeah, he's out there doing the fun. You hear me? Out there getting to it. I also, <laughs> you saw that, huh? <laughs> My phone's getting ready to snap, and he caught himself. And she's just like, "I thought you put some respect on my hey, name." It was man. smooth. It was smooth. Though. You got name, it. Man. You got it. I'm gonna go say that. You got it. <laughs> uh, also, I wanted to shout out, man, uh, two brothers that uh, were just elected uh, mayor in Alabama. So. Mm -hmm. uh, Earlier this week, uh, two cities in Alabama elected black mayors for the first time in history. Uh, Montgomery, Alabama elected Stephen Reed, who also made history as the city's first African-American probate judge in 2012. And uh, Talladega, Alabama elected Timothy Ragland, who at 29 years old is also the city's youngest mayor. Wow, Talladega. So shout out to them two brothers, man. All right. History. Hey, if you ain't first, you're last. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Shout out to for those who uh, missed it. I'm actually a Raglan, so I'm curious. Um, I mean, your boy, your boy, that's his actual last name. So, mm -hmm. 
Uh, but I'm a Ragland as well. So uh, down my my bloodline, my mom's side. So, hey, I'm I'm curious. We might be some kin. Yeah. Got some family right. in Talladega and uh, Lincoln, Alabama. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop with that pilot all the time there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, shout out to those two brothers for sure. Let's get into uh, the topic. The topic. I'm not French. No, you don't say it. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Hey, I was going to try to rap, but I suck. All right. Um, we're going to talk about mental health today, guys. Well, excuse me. I'm sorry. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> Let's start over because I fucked up. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about social media and depression uh, today uh, and social media's effects. Okay, hold on. I'll start the music over. There we go. Hey. Hey. Oh, Jared bobbed his head like he want to freestyle with the shades on. Go ahead. Nah. It's James St. James. Jared. <laughs> James is the music. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so, no, to my freestyle? Uh, in the United States today, you are statistically more likely to use social media than not by a lot. Approximately 77% of all Americans have social media profiles of some kind. Studies have linked the use of social media to depression, anxiety, poor sleep, quality, uh, lower self-esteem and attention and hyperactivity often in teens and adolescents. A new study concludes that there is in fact a casual link between the use of social media and negative effects on well-being, primarily depression and loneliness. The study was published in the Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology. Let's break down some of the ways social media affects depression. Uh, the American Academ- uh, cut. The American Academy of Pediatrics (AAP) warns parents against children using social media. Uh, between the cruelty of online bullies, uh, the inadequacy kids feel when comparing themselves to their peers, social media can do a number on their psyches. However, social media isn't so great for adults either. Social media depression is a real thing that affects many people young and old. Facebook depression in particular is used to refer to the feeling people get when they see their friends leading seemingly more exciting lives than they lead based on their friends status updates and photos. Chat setting with Jameson. Uh, (laughs) Never say it's in light of day on Facebook. What? Teenagers may feel less popular when one of their peers gets more air quotes likes on a pic or status update than they do or if that person's friend count is higher than theirs individuals in their 20s may feel inadequate when their friends from high school post pictures of themselves with their gorgeous spouses going on exquisite trips out of the country and trying exotic foods Uh, for the reason for this reason experts believe that social media may have an even larger impact on those who already struggle with a mental health condition. Another part of social media that leads to depression is bullying. Cyberbullying 
ranges from everything to homicidal threats and disturbing photos to texting someone nonstop for hours on end just to irritate them. Um, unlike when you were bullied in school, where you would get a reprieve from the bully once you're finally home, uh, that is just not so in the digital age. All bullies, all a bully has to do uh, is find out your page or your phone number and he or she can make your life a living hell. Um, now, of course, there is the option to, to block or mute people, but keep in mind, they can create a fake page and stalk or bully you from that. Uh, so I personally would recommend, you know, making your page private and not accepting follows or friend requests from anonymous pages. Uh, FOMO. So social media becomes addicting because of FOMO or fear of missing out. FOMO causes us to feel like we must be connected to social media at all times or else we will be disconnected from news, gossip and our social circles. Uh, plus, apps like Facebook and Instagram aren't helping because they are constantly changing their algorithms to determine what we see and from whom. So you always have something to see when you log in. Uh, although uh, Instagram now does that thing uh, where they tell you that you're all caught up. <laughs> uh, we're constantly playing catch up because we fear we may miss that one post that everyone will be talking about. Or if we miss that one post our friends made and they ask, oh, did you see my post? Uh, so there's so many uh, assumptions and subtleties made when using social media, which an otherwise carefree practice can turn toxic fairly quickly when we are constantly playing catch up. So, oh, my bad. <laughs> um, two more. So, social media also can cause you to be less active because. Did, um, did we want to stop there? Yeah, yeah. And then come back to these? Well, no. I'll just run. I'm not going to read all of this. I'll just uh, say social media contributes to depression uh, because you become less active physically. And I think we all know what that means. You know, yeah. people who sit around on their phones or on their computers all day are less active and therefore uh, prone to negative health consequences long term and lastly uh sleep deprivation uh another way social media contributes to depression uh it's been shown that backlit screens keep us awake longer at night because they mimic actual daylight and it messes with our uh, circadian rhythm and convinces our bodies that if it's still daytime then we must be awake so um those are just some of the negative uh effects of social media and uh constant phone usage so what do you guys uh what do you think about that what are, what are your thoughts on that you know um i got two parts for this one for me and one um for the kids so for me i i can honestly say that you know sometimes social media has not helped with my depression um you know, just the and and you can get sucked in. You know, you're looking at you know, look at the pictures and the posts like, fuck, like, <laughs> what's wrong with me? What's wrong I, with my life? <laughs> I I am not fucking living right. Like this, right. this shit. And I, and to be perfectly, it's funny. I I just had a conversation with one of my friends, um, um, Doctor Pam Lewis, um, former You Glow Girl. Uh, Oh, so yeah, I um, when when talking to her, I, <laughs> I just skipped over it. I just skipped over it. silence. Uh, toxicity going on. Here. 
But when, when I talked to her, I was like, yo, I'm just trying to catch up with you. You living your best life on social media. She's like, oh, don't, don't believe that. Don't believe the pictures. And we we kind of had like a real conversation. She was telling me about, you know, stuff going on with her. I'm talking about stuff going on with me. And, you know, it, it's it's important, you know, when you're in that state to, to, to know it's, it's a snapshot. It's not the life. It's one moment in time, a stitch in time. You know what I'm saying? So saves now. Uh yeah, it's, it does save that, and um, it's it's important to just just to to remember that, and and sometimes when you're in that depressive state, you don't. But I think what really scares me is um, you know, how the kids are affected by it. So you know, looking at some of the stuff that you you mentioned, um, you know how it's not recommended that kids be on social media according to the American uh, Academic of, of Pediatrics, and um, you know, Brooklyn has a has an Instagram. And, you know, we, we went back and forth about, you know, allowing it, but, you know, based on, upon, you know, you know, the, the, the level, the grade she's in now and, um, and, you know, things that she kind of want to do as far as, you know, you know, creating a, a, her own little business with, you know, making bracelets or doing other, other things like that. We, we decided to do it, but, um, Brooklyn is my child and we, we know that depression um, can be passed down genetically, so she's so she's more likely to be depressed. She's had symptoms where she has you know high anxiety issues. I want to say she has flat out depression, but you know there there are things that you know we have to kind of talk about, and I try to be open with her as much as possible. I don't tell her all the deep dark secrets that that I that I face, but um, I try to be honest with her. And one of those things with social media, we police that. You know, thoroughly. You know, everybody has access to her account. All the parents do. Um, we're looking at it. We know when. You know, it's been times where I'm, I'm doing a podcast here, and um, my phone will chime. And it's not my social media; it's hers. And I'm like, oh, "What is Angelina saying to Brooklyn today? Let me let me see." So we, we're constantly asking about it. We're policing it. Um, we have conversations about it. I think what was what's really scary. And I'm, I'm give you. I'm give um. Sorry, give you James a chance to talk, but I pulled this up during the uh, the dialogue. Is that my co-parent, you know, made this post where she screenshotted um, from the middle school they 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 had some some little kid at the middle school created um, their a middle school shade room. Oh lord! And um, it was you know you know it's like if you're mentioned on this page, you will be tagged. Uh, if you have any drama fights, etc information dm us and follow and follow such and such you know she blacked out the the names of a little little kids that were doing it whatever but she posted you know to say yo is this what's really going on in middle school like brooklyn's 11 and so you know this i just heard about you know somebody um you know that that had a kid that that, that committed suicide over some stuff going on with bullying and cyberbullying this is real and it's real scary. So, um, as a parent, I'm always encouraging you know, you, you know, you, you as parents to to not only not fall in to the social media pressures that um, you might see, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, but talk to your kids. You gotta, you got to have conversations with your kids. Yeah. And and, and I know it's hard because they're 11 and, and or they're teenagers and they're attitudinal. Lord knows my daughter is. I love her to death, but she is. She's an asshole. She is. We we all tell it, say that. But you gotta have the conversations. You gotta have those conversations. So sorry, 
That was a diatribe, but uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Great, 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 uh, great commentary uh, because you it, it's close to home because <laughs> of um, you know your depression. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thanks for sharing and uh, bringing it on home. So I don't personally have um, issues around social media. Um, I could see, I could say that there are moments when I may have envy. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, wow, you know, they're doing it, or I wish I was on this trip or that trip, or uh, I wish I was able to uh, experience all the things that they're experiencing. Like, how are they going on a trip? Mm-hmm. For they're doing, you know, two and three, four day weekends a month. And then every other month they're on a 10 day trip and balling out of control. And I'm not, you know, broke by any means, but there's a train being around. (laughs) 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 But what I'd say is that uh, I can't do what they do, you know, and so I'm envious. I would like to travel more. But, you know, when you when you take a step back from that momentary uh, thought of, you know, what are they doing right that I'm doing wrong? You really look at it like there's a cost that comes with that. You know, there's a cost that comes with travel. There's a cost of, uh, I would say, relatedness. Uh, like you may have uh, great relationships, but there are some things uh, you you can't have. You can have it all, I would say, in moderation, but I think some things are going to suffer. And so that's just speaking on uh, travel specifically and kind of, you know, I sometimes have envy when it comes to that. But I, but I mostly feel congratulatory when folks are doing something like that's 99 percent of how I feel is, man, I'm you know, I'm happy for them. And so, you know, I, I like stuff all day long because it's like, oh, you know, that's cool. You can be happy and envious. I mean, my, my sister's on a trip right now. <laughs> Which sister? Yeah, that sister. I, I, I don't know. No, no, no. You have multiple sisters. I do. I, I have multiple sisters. But, but usually when you say which sister. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got to tell about the rock star. Uh, actually, you know, I have two sisters right now. That exactly. Are, that, are, that are on those trips. They're, oh. they're in, um, you know, they went to London. I think now, now they're in uh, in Dublin, Ireland. So, oh. uh, yeah. And I'm sitting there looking at these pictures. And, they, you know, they went to Stonehenge. And I'm like. Dope. Nice. Oh, nice. Dope, dope, dope. Shit, I, I went to Shreveport. She oh. <laughs> <laughs> did Orlando. Cracks. Shout out to Shreveport. Shout out to Orlando. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. went to Orlando, but you know, like you know, the international stuff is, you know, it's, and and, and, I, and you know what? That's a that's a very good point because I just got back from Orlando. I just got back from Universal Studios, right? Yep. So, as a kid, I never. I've never gone to Disney World ever in my life. Mm. I didn't go to Universal Studios for the first time until last year. So, like, like major parks like that, and milestones, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, I've, and I've probably only been to Six Flags like, and you're able to do it for two, your, maybe for three your times, kids, right? right exactly. Kids. You're able to give them what you didn't have. I, and I know people in Louisiana right now who has never been to these parks. Right. So instead of me sitting there celebrating that, right. what's the first thing I'm telling you? Oh, my sister's in Stonehenge and they ain't dumping. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's a, a social media thing like where you see it's like everybody 
What they say, you only post your your, your sports center, your highlights, mm. uh, your mm-hmm. victories, your yeah, wins, your wins. Like people don't post the L's. So, do you think that? I mean, it's obviously natural to compare, right? Even you know, you just admitted like I don't really yeah. have a problem, but you know, some people I see, you know, I'm like, well, damn, I wish I could travel a little more, or I wish I could have been on that trip, or whatever. Like, it, yeah. it, I think that it, it, from a psychological aspect, it's natural to compare. Yeah, it is, and so I think. I, what, what I, the way the approach that I always take is, well, you know, there there's something that they're doing or that they've got that I don't have, mm. but not from a perspective of Lack. I'm not shit. Right. Yeah, it's from the yeah. perspective of if I want that, I need to go get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, but think about kids, though. Yeah. Right? So, like, so uh, underdeveloped. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. So yeah. I wanted to talk about myself first. Sure. Uh, before I moved to the kids, right? So I've got a um, a nephew who big into social media, uh, has a huge following on social media, is always, you know, always in that social space. But uh, I feel like his ability to interact and have friends and, and really build quality relationships and have uh, the self-confidence that he should have because he's you know, a smart kid, good kid. Uh, I think that because he wants everything now that he suffers from a little bit of depression uh, because of you know, seeing what everyone else is doing and, and, uh, you know, Hey, why are they doing this? And he, and he lives an amazing life as a child, like a life that adults would envy. Right. Like his bedroom, uh, is as big as this room here, you know, big as my kitchen and uh, living room together. It's as big as Vex studios. It's as big as Vex studios. Exactly. Uh, wouldn't you say, yeah, it's as big as this room. And so uh, now, granted, I'm happy with where I live. I choose this place. I could have a bigger place if I wanted to. But um, what I'd say is, is that thinking that you can have it all and have it all now and that there's no work or effort required, it creates an imbalance in the force. Mm, mm. I like the force analogy. Yeah. yeah I'm feeling that. Um, did you guys see the reports that uh, suicide attempts rising amongst black teens? Yeah, yeah. Did you see the number for girls? It's alarming. It's yeah. alarming. What do you think? I mean, as a father of a, of a, no. a cusp, cusper teen. Girl. Yeah, and you know, we we um, is it the comparing of the body like look at yeah ones that get the most attention on on instagram in particular like kim kardashian and let's see you know know what it's in brooklyn's case it's like the opposite you know like you know she was a fat she's a faster developer than her peers Mm. so in in that sense um she you know, when 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 most teenagers and and, and tweeners will want to sit there and wear more adult clothes and do you know you know you know you have to sit there and have that fight about exposure. It's the complete opposite for her. She wants to cover up more. 
because mm-hmm. of the because of the fact that her friends are not like they and all she wants to be is you know like normal quote unquote like like her like her friends and so you know there's the issue that we had um uh, last year where you know we we had you know we had to have a conversation with the counselor because you know she just you know to to be in fifth grade and in, in already developing when when everybody else is is you know just you know flat chested or whatever you know um it was it was hard for her she because she she didn't want to stand out she just wanted to be part of the the group right um you know right now now going in a middle school i think is I would love to say it was less than that, but you know, having a conversation with her, I try to, I try to have like one-on-one conversation with her wherever I see her, and and you know, we, I think we kind of discussed it. Um, it, you know, it's it's it, she, they had still hadn't caught up yet for the most part. Is yeah, what I'm saying, and and it's it's still uncomfortable for her, but she's learned to deal with it a little bit better. But it's she's real a scary. Faster developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's real. Yo, I I never I <sighs> never her, thought. Bro. Cover her, yeah. I never thought that I would be in a position where I have a daughter, and I'm talking about development and breast and yeah. buying bras. Yeah. Like I did this weekend. Like yeah. that's insane. I can't. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. <laughs> <laughs> I might need a shot. Go <laughs> <laughs> on, get you a drink, there, boy. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. So a study published last month found that a, a 41% increase in the U.S. suicide rate between 1999 and 2016. Uh, rates were higher in rural counties versus large metropolitan areas. I can see that. And in 2017, the suicide rate among 15 and 19-year-olds reached a 20-year high at nearly 12 deaths for every 100,000. Wow. Government figures show. Uh, that compared with eight deaths per 100,000 in, in the year 2000. Uh, direct correlation with social media, the uh, the rise in social media, you say? I think social media plays a big part of it. Um, you know, I, I think I won't blame it uh, solely on social media. I think, you know, I think, you know, what we watch, what we hear, um, you know, you know, kids are influenced by so much, you know, and, and, and so, you know, when she's here for the summer, I, I try to watch the stuff that she watched, you know, I, I, I'm looking at all the little, you know, Disney teenage stuff. I'm looking at all the, but you know, even, even still like, you know, she gets to a point now where she wants to watch, you know, medical dramas and everything. And I'm like, maybe, you know, Grace and Abby, they go, they go got hard in that, uh, in that room. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the doctor's room, so I don't talk about I, heart. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to, you know, watch all that. But you know, it's it. You know, it's it's important to you know to be able to sit there. I, the The last time I was in Texas, and I'll say this: um, we had to have. She had questions that were not easily. A you know you didn't want to easily answer those questions, but we felt like we wanted to you know, want to be honest and completely honest with her then, you know, in our face, then, then have her lie, you know, lie about it or, you know, have her find something on Google, which she always has a phone by her. So that's dangerous. I'd rather you hear from your parents so we can, we can phrase it, you know, even, you know, even the smallest innocent question, like, um, 
so Bill Cosby's in jail, Daddy. Why is Bill Cosby in jail? Oh shit. Mm. Let me <laughs> Um He gave medicine to people that didn't ask for it, baby. <laughs> like, you know, you had to you kinda had to break it down that way. Very true. Yeah. And uh it's important it's important to engross yourself. And, and it's and it's easy because you have your own lives and kids. Lord knows, and shout out to my co parent, because you know, it was eleven, eight, five, they there. And and I was there a couple of days and and she loved it because they they all put all the energy up to me. I'm bruised up now. Aww. But they, you know, she, you know, she's there and they, and everybody's is jockeying for attention. And so when you when you've been when you're parenting that much and you're in, in that mix, you're just looking for like a hot thirty minutes. <laughs> you just want some time. Yeah. Can everybody go to their rooms for for a little while? But that that's sort of times where they're discovering stuff. That's the times when they're watching something. And so you gotta you gotta have these one on one conversations with them. You gotta have time where where Noah's in 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 soccer practice. So you and Brooklyn have one on one time or or some or other, other things like that. Right. You have to be able to talk to those kids. You gotta be. Gotta find the yeah yeah the little pockets a little those pockets will mean spaces. so much. Yeah. I've learned that it means so much. Yeah man. Jameson, do you have anything else to offer, sir? Anything else to add? You know, I wanted to kind of talk about the being less, less active and sleep deprivation yeah, part. Yeah. I don't think we really covered those. I know we kind of glossed over them in the uh, yeah. monologue, but um, I think that it's um, it's true, right? Yeah. We, you know, obesity is up. You know, uh, even even though I try to, I consciously make a decision to to do less social media, mm. um, whether it's at work in between calls and I've got a little second and I can, or on a call when I'm bored on a call and I'm just listening and waiting on my turn to share, I'll jump on social media. You know, there's some other stuff that I could be doing in the morning. You know, when I wake up, I'm not rolling over for that news feed update immediately. Right. You know, I've, I've now started you know, going, walking and running every, every morning. So, I would say it's mindless scrolling, uh, but that mindless scrolling has really taken me off my game. It's a distraction, right? Mm-hmm. You actually do less. You interact with people less. Yeah. You know, you can sit at dinner and like you were saying earlier, you're waiting on your moment to talk. Yeah. You know, someone else will have a whole 25 minute conversation and you'll be in another place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'd say is uh, it's definitely have an impact. Have you guys seen any difference on your activity levels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's to a point I wake up in the morning and in the time where I when I had a Fitbit and I was trying to get my steps in early to try to, you know, uh, you know, be the, a, a former you know, co-worker of mine and, and some steps. Now I just feel like, ah, I'm just going to, I'm trying to wake up. I'll just be on Instagram and scroll and see what's going on. So, <laughs> um, you had, a, you had a story about, about inactivity, right? With, with Fortnite? No. So uh, yeah, I guess we could, we could lump that in. Uh, what I was trying to say with the Fortnite piece or just social so Fortnite, which is like a game that's social media. Mm-hmm. Like for you, you guys who don't know, it's like a, a character game where you're in character, you interact with other folks on the game, and from my understanding, you know, there's like fights and you try to 
get different levels and pay for different skins and all these other things, right? Game I don't play. But, uh, you know, that same nephew I was mentioning earlier, it's it's interesting. He, you know, he really wants to focus on being a an esports person, you know, and he's got all of the, uh, the things that you would need to be a, a good athlete. You know, he's tall, he's lean, he's quick, he's smart. Uh, but uh, because he doesn't have that grit or he doesn't have that je ne sais quoi, the thing that we have to do, the stick to itness that, hey, you know, playing sports is cool, whether I'm the best guy on the on the court or the last guy. I think he missed missed the cut last year. Uh, for the team and so this year he just said fuck it oh. uh, and so I think that goes to the mentality of, of two parts where we're talking about one less activity right, right. so he's just kind of playing the game sitting in his room and the other piece is having a level of <laughs> what's going on over there Facebook uh, uh, or social media depression what because uh, our uh, okay. <laughs> You're just kind of staring uh, off into the distance yeah. with the yoga. Anyway, <laughs> a body roller. A body. <laughs> <laughs> In a precarious position, too. Yeah. Pondering. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the big black roller <laughs> clutched in his hands. <laughs> That's our producer <laughs> over in the corner doing his thing. All right, so uh, yeah, that way. Sorry, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's going on behind me. I don't know what's going on, and I'm afraid to turn around. It's very, it's very weird. <laughs> Gazing into. Uh, I think he's having FOMO. He doesn't have his cell phone right now. Mm. So, oh, and so he's getting FOMO from not being on the internet, See? and now he's looking at his watch. He's, <laughs> he's looking at his watch. Oh my god! Constantly connected. Yep. Like y'all need to wrap. <laughs> and you know, sleep deprivation—that's the other piece. Yeah. Think about it in perspective, right? How many times have you awakened in your sleep and you're like, oh, like you know, you st- you spend five minutes laying in bed, and then you're like, well, you know, I could just get on social media. That won't keep me up. And then three hours later. It's time to get up. Have you guys experienced that? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's last night. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's bad because I, I usually, uh, and I hate that I do this, but it's, it's something that I've, I've gotten accustomed to. I, I got to break the habit. Um, I, when I can't sleep, I'll, I'll start watching random YouTube videos until I get sleepy. <laughs> and that and, never happens. And yeah, there's videos are designed to keep you engaged. Exactly, right? exactly. Like I, I, I literally have to be like, like eyes just shut. Like <laughs> I can't. Like it's not gonna be like a, Yeah, it's gonna have to be like that. I got the collapse of you know, fatigue in order yep. to go to sleep, and I'm usually drinking like two or three cups of coffee the next morning. Cause I'm struggling. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, it's 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 very funny to me that uh, social media has evolved. Uh, like it has, yeah. like it, it was something that was just, you know, to pass the time. Facebook in general was a social network for college students, mm-hmm. and now it's so pervasive worldwide. Yeah, uh, and all the apps together. You were saying a statistic about Fortnite being, yeah, ten times more addictive than cocaine. Addictive uh, as 
cocaine, actually. So the article uh, said that, uh, so actually the Fortnite publisher is being sued for not warning parents that the game is allegedly as addictive as cocaine. Got it. So uh, a Montreal-based law firm launched a proposed class action on behalf of two Quebec parents who claim that Epic Games is Fortnite is as addictive and potentially harmful as cocaine. Uh, according to USA Today, Calais legal representatives, uh, the plaintiffs who are identified only by their initials, FN and Jay-Z. Uh, hey. Nah, oh. nah, nah. The two share two children, 10 and 15, um, who are avid fans of the game. Uh, written in French, the legal action alleges that when a person is engaged in Fortnite for a long period, the player's brain releases the pleasure hormone, dopamine. Mm-hmm. And that Fortnite was developed by psychologists, statisticians, and others of course. over four years to develop the most addictive game possible. Duh. So that Epic Games could be rewarded financially. Although Fortnite is free to play, gamers spend tons of real money purchasing the in-game currency, V-Bucks which is used for dances, skins, and custom outfits for their visual alter egos. Including like the Carlton man that he drops too for. I need to get into coding. <laughs> and I need to make a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the thing that you just covered that stuck out to me was the psychologist and all of the teams of folks, mm-hmm. teams of folks trying to keep engagement and to keep your eyes on your device for extended periods of time. Every app has them. You know, all the bigger apps, they've got teams that are designed to keep your eyes on the prize, uh, which is their application. So I don't fault people for being depressed. I don't fault people for being, you know, um, lazy or or staying at home or sleep deprived because that's how it's made. You know, McDonald's hamburgers are made to be addictive. Yep. Popeye's chicken sandwiches are made to be addictive. I will not have you speak ill like of the said. legendary Popeye's chicken sandwich. Exhibit <laughs> um, yeah, A. To, to tie a bow around it because uh, we need to wrap up. You're right, though. Um, we 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 never had a chance with no. these phones, with these nope. algorithms, no. with everything, man. Like you said, they're designed to keep engagement. We never had a chance, so it's it really takes you disconnecting. And I've been, you know, kind of making a push to you know, walk outside. Uh, I think, you know, Jameson, you talked about that too, how you walk, you know, in nature. So I walked um, around here, uh, Atlantic Station, in Midtown Atlanta. I also walked uh, along the Chattahoochee River, you know, and just, just to get in tune with nature, man, to spend some time, maybe an hour, you yeah. know, maybe, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, just, you know, every day in nature. Clears your mind, gives you great ideas. Because we spend all yeah. our time at work mm-hmm. or in our cars, you know, traveling to or from work and recording podcasts, sitting down. Yeah. yeah. And we don't get outside and, 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 and breathe fresh air, uh, get, you know, some vitamin D. Um, so yeah, I think all of that is a direct correlation. It's like, shit, if I, if, if, I have, you know, the algorithm is designed to basically while you're in your dime downtime, you know, give you something to entertainment, give mm-hmm. you give you something to entertain yourself, and and you find yourself doing it outside of downtime. You find yourself inundated with it, uh, while you should be, you know, focused on something else. And a lot of people have a hard time focusing because they're so used to being stimulated, uh, 
Uh, stimulated with you know these devices and with everything so um anyway good discussion Um, yeah definitely ranging discussion i uh i wonder what's next that's what i'll I'll say to end it up where where are we here as a a culture like (laughs) you know when i think about Movies like Back to the Future and how 1984, 1984, and how the book Total 1984, Recall, Total Recall, all <laughs> like technology is Minority so Report. pervasive. The Matrix, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm curious what truly is next. We talk about automated trucks and and uh, shout out to <laughs> Andrew Chang. Shout out Andrew Yang. Yang gang, 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 gang. So so anyway. Uh, just something to leave a thought to leave you with. If you have any commentary on uh, where we're headed, this social media stuff, reach out to us on all social media platforms. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, close us out. All right, folks. Well, uh, we thank you for rocking with us this evening or whenever you're listening to it. Um, you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you were here with us and we appreciate that. Uh, until next time, stay blessed, stay vexed. It's the Vex Intellects. Peace. Get vexed. Craig, we need to. Oh. Ow. <laughs> Ow. No, no, stop it. Stop okay, it. my problem. Uh oh. All right.